TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Max Tan, Dr. Damien Krista, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tan. I'm David Christoph. And I'm Brett Hill. This is a weekly podcast show on The Wellness Summit 2016. <laughs> we are live. Not just any wellness summit, the biggest ever wellness summit. It's fantastic. Mm. Oh man, you should be here. If you're not here, I don't know where you are. You're listening to the That's where you are. Yeah. That's you're on the way to work. You're on the way home. <laughs> You'll be somewhere. Yeah. Well, we, we have, uh, Marcus, how many people we have tonight? 946 tickets moved. I don't think there's 900, well, it's 943 seats in the venue. Yeah. But uh, I guess I've got to say, a big round of applause to all of you for making the effort Thank to come you. along. <laughs> we are 10 and a quarter hours into the day, and uh, it's been a massive effort. So who do we have here? We have, go ahead, Brett. We have, oh, we go through. We've got Steph Lowe. We've got Kale Brock. We've got Karen Smith. We've got Tim Robards. <laughs> We've got Kim Morrison and Marcus Pierce. And we've got the voice of the Wellness Guys show, Karen Tam. Woo! Oh, people might not even realize that Karen's the voice of the Wellness Guys show. People listening in. Yeah, now they do. There now you go. Do. Now, live episode of The Wellness Guys. I think we're all a little bit privileged to be on The Wellness Guys, to be honest. But the, the key about doing The Wellness Guys at the summit is that having been here for 10 hours now, there's lots of questions that come up. And so we would like to know, amongst the crowd of 900 plus people here in Melbourne, what has come up today that you would like to have answered here live with these incredible people? Hand up right in the middle, Mel. Make your way over, make sure this beautiful lady introduces herself as she comes on through. Round of applause for our special soul here, the inaugural question on the wellness, guys. Wellness Summit 2016. Name mm-hmm. and where you're from. I'm Catherine from Melbourne. Welcome. I yes. have a question. Earlier we heard Kim Morrison talk about the top 10 things she does in the morning. I'd like to know what some of the other people do. What are the key things they do uh-huh. in the morning? Morning rituals. All right. So we know Kim's morning rituals. Who would like to share their morning rituals? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll step up. Yep. Uh, morning rituals. My morning ritual is uh, 5.01. The alarm clock goes off because every minute counts. Um, my Are you serious? Yeah. It, yeah, <coughs> serious. I know. What? It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. 501. Um, the reason why is because, uh, so the first thing that goes through my mind is get out of bed. Get out of bed, roll out of bed. I, that, that's the first thing that happens in my, in my brain. Just as long as I get out of bed, then the rest of the day kind of flows from there. So I have a 5.30 class, uh, CrossFit class at 5.30, so I got to get moving. As long as I can get out of bed. So I don't try, remember we talked about in my talk was about little bets. See, I don't worry about going to the gym or going to the box. I worry about just getting out of bed. Once my feet are on the ground, I just go, get to the toilet, get to the toilet. And once I get to the toilet, turn on the lights, it's like I'm, I'm pretty much there already. Have so you that's not made it? <laughs> you don't know what, want to know what number. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah so that's my, like, that's my first routine. There's a bunch, a whole bunch of stuff, but I hope that helps. Yeah, I might just add one thing. Oh, sorry, you're gonna go? No, not me. No, my, my list, I love Kim's 10. Um, I have one though, because my view is, if 10 works for Kim, that's great. But my view is in the wellness world that we live in, if I oil pulled, meditated, did my gratitude journal, did a somersault upside down, a double tuck, flipping <coughs> around, 
Then I went and uh, called my mum, did a nice thing for the day, exercised, did some yoga. Uh, what else do I have to do? Have a green juice, mm. a green smoothie. What else are you meant to do in the morning? Have some charcoal on your teeth. Um, yeah. A quickie. A, a, yeah, a quickie. A quickie. Oh, quickie. yeah, sorry, that was number yeah. 11, wasn't it? The bonus? <laughs> my, my, yeah. <laughs> I really want to play a bad joke there, but I won't. But I have one thing for the morning. And it's exercise. Sometimes it's exercise. But it's exercise. Or if, because otherwise, I know if I just exercise, the rest of the day is uh, it's so much easier. I've got energy. My stress levels are better. My ability to deal with stress is better. If I got up and had a green juice but I didn't exercise, I would still feel deficient in the day, if that makes sense. So for me, if I exercise in the morning, everything else flows far more harmoniously than if I don't. We've we've done a podcast on this, and uh, and I actually said that I have no rituals, but I realise that I do, and that is that I clean my teeth straight away. Oh, straight away! Now we got to talk about. We know this. that Marcus doesn't, right? In fact, sometimes Marcus well, can some go the whole don't day know that. Some without. Don't know that. I didn't know that. You, no, they do on. now. You're putting a headline in your mouth. That people. makes total sense. Hey. <laughs> you can smell it over the pocket. He's putting a headline in your mouth. Let's yes. just be very clear here. <laughs> Damien wakes up, and LT's version is get to the toilet, right? Damo's version is brush my teeth. Damo brushes his teeth for, for breath, right? He brushes his teeth because he wants nice breath. For the I brush my teeth after <laughs> I've had breakfast, right? Because for me, brushing my teeth is getting food out of my mouth. What I said to Damo, and I'm not saying one is right, one is wrong. What I said is, in the busy world no, this is important because... Philosophically, you brush your teeth for different show. reasons, right? <laughs> yeah. But there are days, maybe I, I said to Damo, it could be a day a week or a day a month or Still whatever. It could be a day, right? Disgusting. Where I run out of the house, I have forgotten to brush my teeth after breakfast and missing that teeth brushing Gross. ritual... Is not enough for me to get out of the car, go back into the bathroom and brush my teeth. So. All right. So that's about the end of the show. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy for everyone to know it's that. It's been a great episode I, of I'm gonna, Not I'm going to keep, keep moving <laughs> on <laughs> so that we can uh, yeah. get some other routines I'm in. just waiting for a bit my, more honesty from the rest of the My room. routine is before I go to bed, <laughs> I sit there and I figure out how long is the absolute longest I can possibly sleep in for and still get to where I need to be first thing in the morning. <laughs> I figure it out to like the minute and then I set my alarm for that time or if I've got the kids, I don't set my alarm because I don't need an alarm when I've got my kids. And, uh, and then I have to have a shower for like 10 minutes. I just have to like just have some time, time to myself in the shower. Doesn't sound, not as bad as it sounds. Just some time to myself <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> and I just relax. I just have like a little bit of me time. That sounds bad too. And, uh, and that's what I do. What about you, Tim? Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a great morning person. I'm a really good night person. But <laughs> not a great person. Tonight, girls, tonight. I'm really only a good morning person with myself. But um, so no, <laughs> but no, I um, I like to I like to get up, and I'm like you. I like to have a really nice long shower. <laughs> I'm getting like I'm getting touched in really weird places for everyone listening back at home. Oh, I'm, I've got two beautiful blondes blondes beside me, and I keep getting poked and touched. In the day. But no, I like to um, I start my day um, with a really long shower. 
And then I don't do my exercise till later at night. Sometimes I'll do yoga or something gentle in the morning. But um, I try and keep my resistance work, my training, like my heavy training, to more during the, the afternoon. So I'll kind of, I might even jump in the ocean before I've done that as well. So I, I need a little bit more waking up. But once I'm awake, I like to just set, get a bit of work done in the morning, um, get a little bit of that out of the way. Then I can de-stress. And then I kind of break up my work with some exercise. So that's kind of works for me. Nice work. Karen? Nice. We're just going along the line now. I was really hoping this wouldn't find me. I don't know what I was going to say. I thought I was a pro at this. I'm not. Hello, Christmas. <laughs> I might need an adjustment. <laughs> I'm all hot and sweaty. <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. Okay. Back to me. <laughs> so I don't set an alarm. I wake up when I wake up. I don't know if that's a bad thing. Wake up looking this good. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> You betcha, baby. This is natural. <laughs> Do you want to see? <laughs> oh, so bad. So badly behaved. Stop it. Um. <laughs> Do you like Kale to have a go, Karen? Do you need yeah, can a bit we? to take your breath? Take your breath. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't strictly have a, a morning routine, so I sort of wake up when the sun comes up, so that changes throughout the year, and normally the first thing on my mind is just beach or surf. Unlucky that way. Yep. Uh, so I just find the same thing. If, if I surf or go to the beach, the rest of the day is easy. You're happy. It doesn't matter. Yep. yep. Steph? Yeah, I'm with you, Marcus. I think movement, exercise is really important for me first thing. Um, I don't feel the same about my breakfast if I haven't moved, so I just make that a priority first thing. And then everything else, like breakfast, coffee, work, yep. and we're all good. Happens after that. Yeah. Nice work. So one thing. but Or ten things. That's the thing. Whatever works. Whatever works. All right, next question. We've got one. Just here. Young lady in the jacket. Go. Just pass it on. Mel, hand it over if you need to. Hand it across. That's the way. Well played. Hello, everyone. My name's Amy. I'm from Melbourne. And my question is... Um, what are you most proud of that not many people would know about? Oh, good question. That's a great question. Wow. All right. <laughs> Any, anyone here have an answer? Yeah, go with that. All right, Karen. I don't have a mic. <laughs> oh, sorry. There we go. What am I most proud of? Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm most proud that I didn't kill my son on stage. That's a very good thing. We want to start the weekend that way. Um, I had both my children at home without any drugs. We did a water birth, and not a lot of people know that. So I would say that's a pretty big yeah. moment. And Lawrence actually delivered both the children, so that was pretty cool. Oh. Pretty cool oh, for us as well. Cool. Um, well, I like to brag. So everyone no, knows it's not what I'm bragging. 
Huh? It's not bragging. No, but I tell everybody everything. So I'm just trying to think of uh, what it is that people might not know. But, you know, the same, I mean, many of you have seen Jackson. Um, I was there at Jackson's birth and I birthed him. I delivered him. I didn't birth him. I delivered him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was like getting a watermelon out. It was unbelievable. It was the most pain I've ever felt. Was that a number <laughs> So number Michelle seven? delivered Jack. I, de- I delivered him and she birthed. And in- anyway, it was the most amazing thing. And I was very proud that we were able to achieve that because, you know, so many people say that you can't um, when of course you, you can and uh, and you know in this climate at the moment where birthing is changing and birth rights are being taken away from mothers and pregnant mothers um, I think it's really important that we are all aware that you can have if you want you can have a home birth in, a, in water um, and if you need to you can go into a hospital and have a, a, a water birth um, and you can do it all by yourself or you can have midwives and doulas to be with you so I, I'm very proud that we're able to achieve that um, in, in the way that we did 16 years ago so yeah yep. anyone else no, I'm just going to say one thing um, that again this is not a this is not a brag thing this is probably something I've learned from Damo particularly is that um, Sarah and I I don't know if Sarah's still here but um, Sarah and I went vegan for seven years. It started off 10 days vegetarian, 10 days no meat, went into 30 days, went into a year and it was vegetarian, then it got vegan, then it got almost close to raw vegan and then we decided that we'd um, cut out alcohol and then that went for about five years and, uh, and I thought that we were, Sarah and I were enlightened and uh, everyone else was stupid, anyone that ate meat was silly and anyone that drank alcohol was pathetic uh, and I say that in jest, but, but at the age of 25, I thought that I had found the secret to life, um, really, uh, in my immaturity. And then, and then I, think, I think it was meeting Damo, I began to realise that there's, there is more than... <laughs> but then I think there's more, than one way, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Um, and there's more than one way to live our life. And that's why I'm a big believer in what Kim was saying earlier about if you do 10 things before 10 a.m. and you love it, that's great. And if you do one thing like kale and it's a surf or a swim... That's great, but I think uh, you know, reflecting on what Sarah and I have done, I probably feel proud. Probably not the word, but I'm I'm really glad that we were like, you know what, we don't have to be vegan, and it's okay to have a Corona if I want to. Doesn't make me a bad person or the wrong person. And if I change my mind and go vegan tomorrow, that's okay. And then if I change my mind the next day and go paleo, that's okay. And I think just the common sense approach that um, Damo and Cindy talk about with uh, food, and even Joe as well, just. And Steph, I mean, just I'm just thinking who else took my food, you know. But I mean, I think that, and that's what a big thing I was talking about. The, the theme of this summit, hopefully, is just to lighten up and have a common sense approach to life. And I think that you know, look at a lot of people uh, when we interviewed Tim on uh, about seven two one on one hundred not out. Damo and I were just like, yes, 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 like another person with a high profile, just telling everyone to relax, you know, rather go, it must be this way and it must be that way. And I think the last decade particularly, has been very much living in a box of a diet. And so I think to answer your question, Amy, that would be something that I'm glad we've made that transition as to not being um, de- defined by labels. Cool. Um, does anyone have a question? Thank you. Does anyone have a question for a particular speaker? I'm thinking particularly of, say, um, the people that aren't here that often, um, like Tim in particular, okay, I mean, for anyone, but does anyone have a question they want to ask from a particular speaker? Yes, down the front here. My name's Linda and I'm from South Gippsland. Hi, Linda. Yes. (laughs) So my question's around motivation. Um, So in the 
in the age of uh, so much accessible information around health, you know, you can Google, you can go on all kinds of information, get information from anywhere, is um, the question is with motivation is we know what to do sometimes, why aren't we doing it? And how do you get your, how do you get your clients over that hurdle? I, might, I know when they become a client, they do want um, some results, um, but still they've got to do that daily motivation and how do you get them over that hurdle? Great question. I reckon all the health professionals here have had those experiences with clients where they start off all guns blazing. So anyone here that sees people regularly? Um, I think it's just really important to figure out what's important to the, that person. So you need to figure out what makes that person tick. You know, the easiest way to do that is look at what they do. What do they do on a daily, weekly, yearly basis? What, what do they fill their lives with? What do they prioritise? What do they spend their time on? And that's their why. That, that's their reason. That's their values. And if you can figure out what their why is and show them how doing it is going to get them what they want, then you're home and hose, I reckon. Then they will just take that on board because they will be doing what they want. You know, we see it in practice all the time as chiropractors. And you get you know, guys come in and they just want to play golf. You know, they just love golf. They do nothing but talk about golf the whole time. And so you spend five minutes talking about how chiropractic might help their golf game and they're like, done, I'm in. You know, it might be someone else. It might be their kids. Someone else, it might be, you know, their surfing. You know, it might be whatever it is that lights them up, figure out what that is. And rather than tell them why you do it, help them understand why they might like to do it. Yeah, perfect. I would also say um, also looking at um, if you set a really huge goal, like if you're a kind of person that's, you know, if you're starting exercise, it's got to be all or nothing. And if you have a huge goal, then you actually need more motivation just to get that goal. So I just set, start with little goals. Might be just getting up, going for a walk around the block. So you potentially need less motivation just to do that as opposed to if you go, right, I've got to run a marathon. You, you just you keep putting it off because you can't get enough motivation to get there. So I'll just start with small goals that need minimal motivation and, and coming back to the whys, you know, and then build on that. And you'll find before you know it, hopefully it just keeps building and those goals get a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger each time. I think also taking a long-term approach to health and wellness. I think a lot of us are <clears throat> guilty of thinking that health and wellness is at this eight-week endpoint, and once we reach that, we go, sweet, now, well, now I can just go and lay on the couch sort of thing. We've actually got to say, well, what we're doing right now is experiencing health and wellness anyway. Okay, so having that, you've got to be healthy for the rest of your life. Okay, that's not to say that you're going to do this the whole time. You're going to do little things like this. Okay, and hopefully you're always moving up. So have an appreciation, have that long-term mindset and don't be so hard on yourself when we have these short-term mindsets. So I'm going to be healthy for the next 12 weeks. What happens at 12 weeks is people fall off the bandwagon and they're back to worse than where they started. So just appreciating that we're living health and wellness right now and not having that end point where you go, sweet, I can stop the health and wellness and I can move on because I've been hard on myself for a while. You know, Just enjoy the process and relax into it and make it easy for you so, like, for me, it was just, like Brett was saying, it's, it's coming back to the why. Like, I'm not going to be able to surf that well if, if I'm unhealthy. And you'll hear my story tomorrow about how I had a heart condition. I wasn't going to be able to keep surfing unless I got myself healthy. So anchoring your why, maybe it's lawn bowls, maybe it's knitting, whatever it is, anchor your health and wellness activities to that and come back to that if you ever feel a little bit challenged. I was just going to add something that's a slightly different flavour. 
If we're looking to find motivation, it inherently says we don't already have it. So if we're saying that we want to be motivated or I need to be motivated in order to achieve this outcome, inherently we're saying it's already not there. So we're already in a state of resistance and it's that state of resistance that people are trying to get past. But if we can remember what we resist persists. So if we can be in a state of no resistance and pure acceptance of wherever we are at, then there's no necessity to go finding motivation because motivation in and of itself is temporary also. So it's not something that's actually like the you that exists before the motivation. So what we really want to do is to get into a state of acceptance with what, what is and be present to what is in every given moment and not be looking out into the future and saying, well, I want to get there in the future because now we're not in the present when we go there. Does that make sense? So inherently when we're saying I need motivation, inherently we're saying we're not that. So you're already against it. It's already an uphill battle. So if we can get out of that resistance and be in a state of acceptance, then that whole battle becomes a mute point anyway. Sorry. Good work. No, great. I just wanted to add that it's really important to remember that it's an evolution. I think weekends like this are fantastic and you learn so much information, but you don't have to do everything tonight or tomorrow. And I think it's really important to maybe choose that one thing that you can start with because, you know, you don't have to make green smoothies and you don't have to be focusing on gut health even right now. It just needs to be one thing on your journey and then you can add on as you go. And these things aren't to be rushed. Maybe just pick one thing from the weekend and focus on that. Mm, well played. Well played. All right, next question, folks. Up the back. Is that Caroline? Yes. Good work. Up the back, Mel. Just uh, um, very last row. Run, Mel. Run, Mel. <laughs> run, Mel. No, what? Run, 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 run. She's the last row of the front. What? No, 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 no. Sorry, Mel. Very last row of the front section. Just kept running out the door. Yeah. <laughs> Good work. I um, really enjoyed listening to everyone's presentations today, but I wanted to ask what's something that, you know, you've made a lot of suggestions about what we can be working on and things that we can take away, but I wanted to know what you're working on and why it's important to you. Oh, great questions. I love it. Domo. Well, I'm working on my guns. <laughs> <laughs> you need TRM, it. TRM. No, I, look, I signed up to Tim's thing uh, two weeks ago and I haven't done it yet. And you could tell, right? <laughs> so anyway, so I've, uh, you know, staying physically fit's really important to me. As a chiropractor, it's a physical job. And, uh, and, and obviously we deal with the nervous system and so it's a delicate thing. But as a chiropractor, we also need to have strong shoulders, strong elbows, strong back. And the only way to do that is with functional free movement, and uh, and I I love what uh, Tim's model is, and so uh, that's what I've signed up to do, and so I'm motivated to do that. I think Amber might like that too, uh, if I've got bigger guns and better chest. So I'm working really hard because I think she wants to have that number eleven tip as well. That uh, well I do anyway. So you know, I'm doing it for the family. <laughs> love it, love it. <laughs> All right, who else is, want to share what they're focusing on? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of in the process of getting back into competitive surfing. So, oh, really? like, everything, I, <laughs> everything I'm listening to right now is, is sort of coming back to that. And I think that's important for, you know, not trying to put this back on you guys, but coming into something like this with a vision and a reason for being here. So that's my whole thing at the moment. I'm sort of freeing up time, even more time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. All the best, Kale. All right, who else want to share what they're focusing on? Bredo, Tim. 
I'd say, um, uh, one, it's great to listen to have so many people in the room and listen to what people are struggling with so that I can better kind of find ways to help people in different ways. And then for myself, um, you know, I want to... I want to help as many people as I can. So that means getting out of my comfort zone and coming up on stage in front of a lot of people and, you know, going through all the nerves and all the, the anticipation and everything. So that's me stepping out of my comfort zone. Can everyone just give Tim a round of applause for being honest about that? I just think that's so awesome. So I'm going to tell you, no one, no one would think that you would be nervous coming up on stage because many people have seen you on TV and they know your profile. I just think it's so... Uh, heartwarming to have a man on stage to share with such honesty. And no, seriously, it may, I think it's great because on, I think most people here say it doesn't happen enough. So I think it's awesome. All right, Bretto. Um, I've been doing a lot of work, uh, a lot of reading, a lot of study on my relationship with myself. Um, so that's something probably over the last... Showers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, David. Um, so that's something I've been reading a lot about over the last month or so, um, looking at my personality style, looking at my attachment style, um, looking at my self-esteem um, and how that impacts on me particularly, uh, but then how that impacts on my relationship with those around me as well. Yes. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Fredo. Uh, I'm working on my business at the moment. How do you turn your passion into a profitable business, not just a business that you're working all hours of the day and night, but how do you do it and sustain? We have a team of five of us now, and how do I sustain making sure through selling these little smelly things called oils, how on earth do we maintain a million, multi-million dollar business and do that with a smile on my face and not burn out in the process. So that's what I'm working on at the moment. Yeah. Well done, Kimmy. Cool. Um, are you going to say something? No, I was just going to say, um, Kimmy and I had a chat the other day. I called, I called Kim and I said, Kim, I'm so over personal growth. I want to vomit if I hear another thing about seven steps to be awesome or 12 steps to eat the right green tea or 55 ways to be happy. And Kim and I are both going, I know, I know, it's just everywhere. And I think uh, we were just saying that the best, and this is, this is what I'm focusing on at the moment, is just assessing my own behavior. So everything that I do is like, is that the best version of me? You know, when we do Inside the Champion's Mind, it's all about, is that a mediocre Marcus or is it the exceptional Marcus? And so I probably find, a bit like what Brett's saying, just about how do I respond in certain situations and environments and is that, is that an environment or a situation that I would be wise to work on. So probably applying, uh, applying because of this information age that we live in, which someone was referring to, it's so easy to say come to a summit and then go home and not apply anything that you do. So my big focus is all the things that I learn, am I applying it rather than, as LT would say, making it a jacuzzi experience um, and actually making the most of it. So that's what I think of. Um, cool. Any other questions? I reckon we've got time for one more. Over here, young lady. We just get a mic out here, Mel. Yep, yep all the way at the end. Down the end. Pass along, that's the way. Thank you. Hey, um, I'm Charlotte. I'm from England, but now moving from Melbourne to Sydney, so kind oh. of a bit Welcome. from everywhere. <laughs> um, my question is, I think a lot of us here, we are all on our own wellness journeys, and we're a very small minority in this world that are kind of opening up to kind of different ways of treating ourselves or focusing on nutrition or movement or anything. I just wanted some advice or um, experiences from you guys as to how do you bring the other people in your life along those, 
on those journeys with you. Oh. Like, for example, like I've got an autoimmune disease. I'm trying to treat myself with diet and trying to look, up, look after hormones by more mindfulness and everything else. But my mum, for example, thinks I'm completely crazy, thinks I should go and see X, Y and Z doctor. And she doesn't really kind of believe it. So I just wondered if anyone had any tips or what do you explain to your clients to go and do to help them in similar situations? Great question, Shauna. Great question. Swim your own race. Yeah. It's like, always nice to have people along, but... Don't, don't, like, focus on you. Be the model and lose the expectation on them. You putting an expectation on someone else, um, they have to live up to that, and that's unfair for them. Right? Put, you know, you have to live your life and be the model so that they can follow. If they choose not to follow, it's not your responsibility. And can I just add one more thing to that? When you're standing in judgment of another person, that's a lot of work for you. And then that person gets to live rent-free between your two ears. And you know what I'm saying? Like, if anything's going to live between my two ears, it better pay me rent and it better be serving me well. Mm. And if you're standing in judgment of another person, that's a hell of a lot of effort and that is more exhausting than just being able to run your own race and be an example for them to follow if they choose to. So free yourself, free your own mind, and free them of your shackles too because they can feel it. Even though you may not be saying it, they can feel it. They can sense it when they're in your company. And then that makes you not, some e not such an easy person to be around because they just want to be free when they're with you too, just like you want to be free when you're in their company. So cut the ties and don't let anything ever live in your head rent-free. Never. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On this, so Karen, for Shauna, when she comes, when she goes home, my, this is this is the, where the application of that I think is massive. My view is there has to be a conversation. So, is it your mum that gives you grief? All right. So she goes to see her mum. Her mum says, "What are you doing? Eating this, doing that, all the rest of it." My view is that you say, "Mum, I love you for who you are, mum. I don't, I don't, I love you for who you are. You gave me life. That's fabulous." If there's one thing we don't need to talk about, it's what I eat, because you eat what you eat, I eat what I eat, I'm not going to give you grief on what you eat, you don't have to give grief me on, on what I eat, can't we just sit down at the table, love each other for who we are, not whether we're vegan or paleo or omni or whatever, it shouldn't matter, it's just food for crying out loud, seriously, and as Lauren says, swim your own race, she's doing her race, you're doing your race, but you should be able to come together and appreciate the fact that you love each other for who you are, your mother and daughter, what you have for dinner is absolutely infinitesimally small in the, the depth of your relationship. You know, that conversation can be as simple as, Mum, it works for me. Yes. Yeah. Now, if it's really hard, if it's hard for you to tell your mum that, just give her this podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> she going to have to listen to it. That's a, that's a really so, good call. So for my son, who's 17 and thinks he's just amazing, thinks he's that. <laughs> so he's got this belief at the moment that Paul's milk is much better for you than raw milk. And we have this debate. And as a mum, I have chosen which battles I will win or not win with him. So I buy my raw milk with his Paul's milk and tip out the Paul's milk. Well played. Oh, I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. 
Does he listen to the wellness guys? <laughs> he doesn't listen to this, so it's so easy to say this. So the Mulaney or the raw milk goes into the Paul's milk container and we all think we've won. Yes. Win-win, baby. <laughs> so have you guys enjoyed this so far? Excellent. Well, it's only day one and we're looking forward to day two. And for those of you guys listening to this podcast, please like us on Facebook and also share this podcast with your friends and families, another stranger who needs a wellness update. And on top of that, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a comment because this guy loves five-star ratings. Um, guys, I want to say thank you to Marcus, Steph, Kale, Karen, Tim, Kim. <laughs> and we're doing a selfie at the moment, so... <laughs> and uh, Brett and Damien and the rest of the crew. Thank you so much to the Wall Scott Show. See you next week. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.